Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The message is going to be based on the parable of the the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000. That's our word for this morning. You may be seated. So out of curiosity, and please raise your hands, uh, who here is familiar with the account of Jesus feeding 5,000 men plus women and children uh, with five loaves of bread and two fish? It's, It's a pretty impressive feats if you think about it, but every single one of us are, are familiar with it, and there's a number of non-churched people that even know the account of Jesus feeding 5,000. It's a miracle, and, and it's an impressive thing nonetheless, but when I think of that, or when I see the words in, in Matthew, and I just wanted to know what it would have been like to be out on that, that hillside, to see more faces than we could count as uh, being fed, being, being nourished with just five loaves of bread and, and two fish. To be standing in the presence of Jesus, just to see that unfold would have been an amazing thing. Anybody, anybody want to be there just to see it? I mean, anybody want to be in the presence of Jesus? Okay, I should see everybody's hands up this morning. We want to be in the presence of Jesus. We want to be able to see some pretty neat things like... It would have been cool to see some of those miracles. But, but here's the thing with the miracles and the accounts in scriptures, the miracle, especially this one, is really just an appetizer. It's really just to kind of whet our appetite. It's not the sign that we should be longing to see. It's Jesus, the miracle worker, the one who wants to make sure that every single one of us knows that it's he and he alone that provides for all of our needs, body and soul. He's the one that can do impressive things. He has all the creation at his fingertips because it's been created through him. And, and he invited you here. Your Lord invited you here this morning. You are not here by accident. God has a word for you today. He wants to make sure that you know that he knows exactly what you need. The real question is, is while he knows what we need, do we know what we need? Jesus is full of mercy and compassion, and I just want to kind of paint a picture of how this played out uh, with this miracle account to, to give you a little bit of a backstory. When you look at the scriptures in Matthew chapter 14, just before this account happens, you see these words that are on your screen. Now, when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. Well, what is the this that Jesus heard about? Jesus just lost someone that he cared an awful lot about. John the Baptist, his co-worker, his friend, the the one that left in his mother's womb when, when Mary walked in to announce that she was with child and this was going to be the Messiah. John had been executed. He had been railing at Herod, the law, and calling Herod out for his sinful life. And Herod got the best of him and ended up executing him and serving his head on a platter in a wedding feast. It's pretty sad. When I see that, when I hear that, Jesus needed to withdraw and be alone 
because he was hurting, he understood pain and suffering. It gives me peace because we have a God that understands what we go through when we hurt. Sometimes we just need to be alone. And so that's the way it plays out in Scripture. He says, Jesus heard it, he went through from there in a boat to a desolate place. But the crowds, when they heard it, they followed him on foot from the town. So they were chasing after Jesus. And what does he do? When he gets ashore, he sees the great crowd and he has compassion on them and he heals their sick. The one who needed to be alone, out of mercy and compassion, chose to not withdraw, chose to act. And that's a blessing. The people were overwhelmed with need. And they needed Jesus to do something. And then as the account goes on, you have the disciples who get overwhelmed because they see a crowd of people that need to be fed and nourished, and they have no idea what to do. So they ask Jesus, Lord, what are we supposed to do? And we should send them away. And Jesus says, no, you do something, knowing that he was the one that was going to be doing the work. The disciples were overwhelmed by a problem that they did not know how to solve. Have you ever been there? Who here has ever experienced a problem in life? Yeah. Maybe some of those problems are overwhelming and, and you're living it right now, okay? Maybe, maybe you had a conversation with a relative and it didn't go well. You've said some things, they've said some things, and it's, it's hard now. And you don't know how to repair it. It's a problem that you can't fix. Or maybe you're in a, in a marriage relationship where you and your spouse, you don't talk. You don't see each other. You don't talk. You don't communicate. And it's eating away at you, and, and you don't even know if you can even stay in the marriage. And it's a problem you can't fix. Or maybe you work for a guy or a gal, a boss, that is just outright mean. Mean to people, mean to you, mean to the workers. And, and you as a Christian are trying to take the high road and follow their, their lead. But how do you do that? It's just a problem you can't, you can't fix. Or, or maybe you have a problem and it's none of those that I described. Maybe it's a health issue. Or maybe it's an addiction issue. That by afternoon today you know that there's going to be a craving that's going to be so intense you're going to have to reach for that bottle again and yet you're, you've been sober for three years. What do you need? You need somebody or something to intervene for you when you're faced with your problems. You need, you need a savior. You need him to heal your pains. You need to heal him your hurts. But here's the thing. Who, who here had a problem? Let's see the hands again. All right. Now, would you look around the sanctuary, and, and do you see that there are others that have problems? And the very fact that we have problems points to the, the reality that we need a Savior. Because the only reason why problems exist in the world is because there is sin in the world. All of creation groans under the weight of sin, Scripture says. Just one sin blew it up. God's creation marred forever. The fact that we as human beings need anything at all in this life is because of sin in the world. 
broken arms, cancer, the hatred that runs in your veins because somebody hurts you is all a result of sin. Maybe a sin that you committed or sins being committed to you or just sin in general. It's a problem and it's messing life up. And all of that life throws at us can be hard to swallow. And the, and the worst thing is that sin can separate us from our Heavenly Father. So I want you to picture back to that miracle story. When Jesus was in the boat and he knew the crowds were chasing him, he acted. When God sees the condition of his world and he knows the cries in the hearts of those human beings he created, he doesn't just withdraw, he sends his son to intervene. He comes in to heal us, to heal us body and soul. And, and hear these words that we have from Isaiah. Listen to how beautiful this is. All right. It says, come, everyone who is thirsty, come to the waters. He who has no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money or price. Or, and why do you spend your money for that which is not bread or labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligent to me, God says. He says, eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. God says, incline your ear and, and come to me and hear that your soul can live. And here's a phrase that might need a little explanation. It says, I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast and sure love for David. What he's saying there is the covenant that David had and the love that I had for David is the same covenant that I have for you. Even though David sinned and just destroyed things, and we sin and destroy things, the covenant is there for us, the love is there for us, and there's nothing that can break that. He's promised that. He's had compassion. He's had mercy. He entered into our world. He intervened for us. Mark records the miracle account this way. He says, when Jesus went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd, and then he began to teach them many things. See, God intervened. God knows exactly what we needed. And he's freed us from it. He's freed our body. He's freed our soul from the eternal punishments and causes of sin or the results of it. The eternal result, which would be separation from him. And even though this, this life tries to throw a bunch at us and, and wants us to struggle... When we come to our life's end, and, and maybe you've been in a funeral setting here in, in this place recently, and, and maybe you've seen words that go something like this. Come to me, all who are labor, all who are heavy laden. I will give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I'm gentle and whole, lonely in heart. You will find rest for your souls. See, that's what we need. We need rest. We need physical rest. We need spiritual rest. Our, our body needs that. And God provides that. He provides for our physical needs. He provides for our spiritual needs. What do you need? Do you need to know that you're loved today? Well, God gives you his word in just a few moments. He's going to give you his very body and blood. 
so that you can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he came for you. What do you need? Do you need healing? God provides that healing. He's the great physician. And he says, you know, ultimate healing may be with him in paradise, but we have that promise, that everlasting life. We have healing. It's ours. Do you need forgiveness? God invites you to be here on a regular basis, week in and week out, to hear that your sins are indeed forgiven. And as far as the east is from the west, he remembers that against us no more. What do you need? God knows what you need, and he invites you into your presence, into his presence, so that we can have life and have it to the full. Amen? Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard our hearts and lives in Christ Jesus. Amen.